Hey, and welcome to the first official episode of The Trainer Feed, where three personal trainers combine thoughts, practices, and experiences of being in the fitness industry. In this episode, we talk about the effect of COVID-19 on the trainers in the fitness climate and the difficulty of the uncertainty ahead. Joining me today are our trainers, Angel Sanchez and David Bravo. Angel, let's hear from you. Okay, so my uh, personal intro, uh, name is Angel. I'm from New York. Uh, born and raised in New York, New York. Um, you know, started training and started getting into the fitness industry in like uh, college, late high school, college. Uh, studied exercise science. Uh, so I got my bachelor's in exercise science. Um, just got my CSCS not too long ago. Um, and um, yeah, that's it. Nice, David. What about you? Let's hear from you. Hey guys, uh, my name is David. Uh, I'm also uh, born and raised in New York. Um, I got into the fitness industry by actually working for a, a luxury gym while I'm in, while I was in college, and there right after that I became a personal trainer. So that's how it, everything kind of started. I'm happy to be here. Nice. Uh, I love it about myself, Jacques, born and bred in the United Kingdom. Uh, did go to school for chemistry originally. I realized I wasn't cut out for it. So I ended up finding myself in the fitness industry and specializing in kettlebell athletics and surgical rehabilitation, having had a few surgeries myself. Um, So, yeah. So, guys, we, you know, we see how – who's banging? Oh, my bad. (laughs) Yo, Alfie. Yo, hey, Alfie. (laughs) I'm cooking a cake. It's my girl's birthday. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, Sandra, so. if you're listening, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, she's working. Oh, man. So shout out to to Angel's girlfriend, Sandra, as well. If you guys listen for the first time, you don't know, she's a nurse, and she's working super hard. Angel, tell us about how, how it's going. Uh, it's going, you know, it's hard. Um, like, more, like, mentally exhausting and psychologically exhausting than probably physically because for right now at least she's still getting like her regular days off and things like that um but yeah so we're just managing around that i mean obviously i got time now because of this whole thing so i'm just cooking and cleaning and trying to make being the home yeah (laughs) being domesticated (laughs) pretty much but just trying to make the home like uh, as much of a recovery like space as possible that's it all right um, how do you guys feel? So one thing we'll mention on the podcast is we are all Equinox trainers and given the really difficult situation of being in the service industry at this point, we got a notification from one of the higher ups that we are going to continue to keep our job and 75% of our pay. What are you guys thoughts? Better than nothing. <laughs> I think it's great. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I think it's great. I think it's pretty good. Um, you know, like I've read Simon Sinek's book and um one of the things he talks about in like his leadership book is like how like everybody would rather see everyone lose a little piece versus lose everything, right? Or have like I don't know, like I would rather lose 25% of like what I make and get like an average of, you know, whatever I, I made and get 75% of that versus having like you know Someone the maintenance little, worker yeah. yeah like the maintenance workers lose their job or the front desk workers lose their job like i would never I mean, like they, i wouldn't want that 
they're furloughing all those people, man. Are they? Is that what's what's going on? <laughs> yeah. That was the full story. <laughs> according according to the uh, to the, the notice we got there, they're furloughing a good amount. I didn't see the notice. All I saw was the email that uh, David sent. Um, you know, our yeah. manager sent. <laughs> In case you don't know, guys, I'm dying. <laughs> yeah, listen, David, give us the background. How are the symptoms? You know, a few days ago, we checked in with David. Wait a minute. <laughs> David can't talk, bro. David can't even talk <laughs> right now. So I'll, I'll, I'll speak for David when I say that he had some symptoms that were eerily scary to what would sound like COVID-19 symptoms. And... um. But it sounds like he's doing better, and it's not as serious as we first thought. But, I mean, if he's able to talk for himself now, he's well, recovered. The really bad flu. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, nah, it's, I've heard that, too. Like, I heard, like, um, apparently, like, one of these, like, Olympic swimmers or whatever had gotten COVID-19. And he said it was like he he said it was like no other virus that has ever entered his body. He was like wow. everything was just like wrecked. He was like anybody like trying to think about competing in the Olympics. Like obviously they just postponed it, but it took a long time. Um, but he was like, if you're thinking about competing in the Olympics and you get diagnosed, like this is gonna wreck you. Like right before he was like, the closer it is towards competition, the worse you're gonna be off. Um, wow. But obviously people lose their lives because of it. So there's that too. So it's like even if you're in shape, it's still like a haymaker. You know so what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's rough. Um, I feel like we we connected on Friday and Saturday, and the the toll is just um, it's frightening, man. And uh, yeah. it, yeah. I mean, from just from what I've read. And London, it sounds like New York City, which is again those those of you who are listening from out of state or from out of the U.S. that the city's pretty much on shutdown. Where it's only grocery stores and drugstores are in operation, and sounds like it's going to be about that till April the thirtieth. Is that right? Uh, I think so. I think it's about that time. Yeah. About so we're looking at another month. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So we've done what? How many? Two days? Two weeks of this? Sorry. Yeah, I think we did two weeks. Just got so. six, four more to go. Six total. Well, it's going to be a little rough, but I mean, like, how, how do you guys feel like you've got some kind of routine now? Like, it's it, it's as annoying as it is to say, it's almost part of the norm now, right? Where you wake up, you don't have to go into the club, you don't really leave. It's almost normal, as, as frustrating as it is. Yeah. Yeah, you just find your own sense of normalcy. Right. You know, pick up a new routine. Just don't, like, do nothing, because that's not yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah. You know. What are some of the things you guys have done to, to have some sort of routine in your days? Bravo, can you talk? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. That's our answer. That's a hard no. <laughs> um, nah, so like for me today, um, obviously today was a little bit different. I walked Sandra to work. And then like as opposed to like taking a train back home because uh, I had time, I just walked. So I just walked through the park and I walked back uptown and all that stuff and it was just like I think getting in like a morning kind of like walking or like some sort of cardio kind of helps me get to like like feel that sense of accomplishment that working out in the morning gets you as well as like uh like just moving the body so you're not like tired or achy or whatever it kind of like energizes you um so that's been a little bit of my 
morning routine. Uh, what about you guys? Um, <clears throat> I've been trying to at least, you know, be consistent with eating the same thing in the morning. Yeah. Which kind of sucks, but. What are you eating every morning? Oatmeal, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> and I go the oat then. Where are my oat pe- oatmeal people at? That's what I've been eating. Yeah. 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 But uh, but then you know, with with my current you know state of health, uh, sometimes I just stay in bed till like noon. Nah, bro, you need that sancocho. You already know. <laughs> I know. What? Sancocho, asopao, something. It's like a soup. So sancocho is like a soup, and so is asopao. Asopao is like is a it... ricey soup. Uh, or soupy rice. It, right? Except hot. Yeah, they're both hot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So you haven't walked out in how long, David? Um, Like a little over 11 days. Damn, son. They're going to forget you even you have to train. Probably. <laughs> um, well, tell us what you were doing before. Go on. I did have a session this morning, so that's something. Oh, you did a session? Virtual? Yeah. Nice. Right. How was it? It was fun. Yeah. Trying to get move. I think once you get going with the virtual training, like I've done private clients of this, and like once you get going, you it, it is definitely a another level of coaching to do purely verbal. Mm-hmm. Um, but you get your style and like, actually, uh, I remember a time when we were at, or three of us were at West 76th Street Equinox. And at the time, Francine, and training manager was saying how, you know, I think I just had a surgery and I want to train them. And she said, just use verbal cueing. And I mean, I looked at her like she was crazy, but it was absolutely right. It's not that bad. Yeah. It's not that hard. And this is going to, this is really going to, help us consolidate that skill in part of the coaching, right? Purely verbal cueing. Yeah. I think it's a, it's another thing that we could add to our repertoire as well as like, like that's one of the thing, good things, positive things that have come out of this. Um, there's learning that and then also learning how to use like uh, mediums to train virtually, right? Because like before that, I didn't really know. And, you know, when my clients go on vacation, I kind of like front load and back load and all that stuff. But now it's kind of like, well, if you go on vacation or let's say like, you know, your kid is sick and you don't have a babysitter, like now we have something else that we could use in order to train our clients, you know, kind of adds value to the service we already uh, provide. Yeah, that's a great that's a great point, because like you said, if someone if someone was just about to cancel, even if you put them back another half an hour later, boom, do it, you know, and. I know you have a client that sometimes their schedule is dictated by their child's health, right, Angel? Yeah, I think a lot of us do, you know. For those people that train, you know, people that don't have, like, somebody to take care of the kids, like a nanny or something like that or what have you, it, it adds value. No, for sure. Um, how about with... Um, Jacques, you haven't spoken about your your daily rituals or anything like that. Daily rituals. Um, so I'm at my I'm at my girlfriend's parents in Jersey, and you bailed on us, B. What's going on? With uh, that? nah, man. It's my my girlfriend wanted us to go out for a while, and we were about to kill each other in that apartment in the city. We were like, right, because for me, when I was in the city last week, week before, I was 
trying to get out on a city bike for and you guys know city bike has a maximum 45 minute cap on the ride so every 40 minutes i'm like looking for a bike dock somewhere along the west side highway but there's a lot of them so that was pretty cool um but shout out to city I'm, bike shout out to city bike best bike right in the city go um no city bike's awesome and but now i'm here in jersey uh my girlfriend's parents have a like an elliptical a, a spin bike and a treadmill all in the basement mm. so trying to first thing when i wake up trying to just go fasted you know and like trying to work out fasted even if it's just like a really easy pace between 30 minutes and an hour mm-hmm. like you know, and no one, no one's up until like nine o'clock right now. Most, most of the house. So like, hey, get that in, be done by eight or nine. Time will start making breakfast, and then try and get a strength workout at some point in the day, maybe a late morning. Um, it's good. Like I, um, it, it's that's what's keeping me sane is having the workouts and almost mm. being spoiled with when to work out. Mm. The other challenge is just like I've got the one kettlebell. I know you guys have got a couple of kettlebells. Shout out to Dix for helping me up with the Ethos kettlebell. But also, I'll come back to them later about screwing up my order. So, but they were that was awesome. I got a couple of days, and that's just been like my main focus, right? Like everything with kettlebells. And to tell you the truth, something I hadn't done a lot of working out wise was gliders, and I've mm. done a ton of gliders, and I am like, I feel so, I feel so dumb for not having used them sooner, really, in in any kind of ex- great extent, because you mimic so many great movement patterns in the with the gliders i'm like it's just just game changer and the the floors in the basement are hard floors so they're perfect for that and when i posted videos on the instagram it's been a lot of like hey you can use a glider but the towel is just as effective you know so try and being conscious to that about when posting workouts for the for the audience that they can do pretty much the same thing Mm -hmm. um and it's it's good um, I'm trying to post some of it to show people that, like, even without a gym, we mm-hmm. can still be very creative. It does take, it does take a lot more thought, but um, it's good. I'm This is probably the one part of the quarantine I'm embracing. Is like, all right, you're home. You have two pieces of equipment. Get mm-hmm. creative or do a whole chest workout. Right? You almost feel sp- will feel so spoiled when you go back to Equinox or any gym we go to work out when you have all the bench presses, all the dumbbells, all the kettlebells, all the like the cable machines we'll feel so spoiled because it's so easy. It's so easy to set up. You don't have to be creative. And I think that's probably the thing I'm embracing most about this is like the creativity of it. Right. And uh, yeah, that's probably the thing I like the most about it. But in terms of TV guys, have you guys watched the Tiger King? Yeah. Wait a minute. How'd you segue from what you worked out on to Tiger King? That's what I Cause we're, we're, so we're talking about, what I do on my daily routine for workout wise. And then we're talking about daily habits and practices and on a daily basis through this quarantine. And the and Tiger watching King the, is right there. And watching the Tiger <laughs> King, man. This, there's another podcast I listen to and he's talking to guys. And for the first 20 minutes of their podcast, they just ripped every character on that show, man. That you cannot write a crazier batshit story with these people. Like you, you're like, this is not real. And they're like, all these guys are real. Like the best meme I saw was Grand Theft Auto Oklahoma because <laughs> this stuff is legit <laughs> like a game. <laughs> the wildest mofos and they're so delirious. And I won't spoil this for anyone who hasn't watched it, but basically like the thing I wasn't sure about was like, I mean, the, the caption is Tiger King, but there's polygamy, there's... 
um, illegal animal transfer, um, animal cruelty, right? It's quite self-evident. There's definitely murder involved. There's definitely other crimes involved. But you're like, I don't know what the purpose of this is. Is it to show the main host is crazy? Like, it's, it is bananas. I've told some of my clients, they're like, oh, should I watch it? And I was like, yes, watch it. <laughs> so, like, anyway, I finished that. And if you guys haven't watched it already, definitely watch it. It's so watchable. Yeah, I haven't watched it. It's a waste. It is. Yeah, that's why I feel like uh, it's going it, to be. So that's why I'm kind of pushing it, it back. But you got to watch it. Think think about did you guys think about it's like a mix of Duck Dynasty it's like, making a murderer and some other shit. It's like Love is no. Blind. It's so bad, but you can't stop watching. That's another one I'm not watching. Bruh. That's crazy. That's a wild one as well. When they're all behind, that, a, behind a wall. Blind, season two, right here. That's the one where there's a screen and they can only listen to each other, right? Yeah. Uh, that's it. That, my girlfriend was watching that and I was like, no, this guy's dumb. This guy's. And there's always one player that's like, yeah, there's not feeling it today. Yeah, I can't wait to see you. And you're like, you have no idea what that person looks like. Can you imagine, like, being, uh, like, not to be objective, but, like, you could, it can't, it wouldn't be the case of being attracted to the person. It's like, you could literally see the person be like, you're not my type, (laughs) just based on what it looked like, right? No, but, well, okay, so I get that. But, like, at the same time, like, how much is that, I don't know, like, I feel like people kind of make it too much about looks now, especially with, like, social media and Instagram and yeah. stuff like that. I think you kind of need, like, some water to, like, dilute that stuff, right? I agree. And having a conversation with somebody and, like, getting to know them over the phone can link you to being with somebody who would you would last a lot longer with, right? Like, long-term. Like, sometimes we don't even know what's good for us. Like, we'll date people and be around people just because of one thing and meanwhile that won't really hold up in a long-term relationship so that's i don't know true. maybe no, there's something a... to that but i think it's all fake anyway on that show i know it's a fair point it, it it's a really interesting concept and it i think that, like you said in this day and age where we're so focused on image and instagram is a great mention in the sense that how someone's life is actually lived versus how it's pictured on there no pun intended it is can be so drastic and if you ever got, if you guys ever seen these people that you know the um, the people that like, or like, I'm not hating on girls, but when the girls have um, they like walking in front and have their hand being held by another hand and the picture's taken. Have you guys seen that one, for example? So annoying. So, so but have you seen someone? Have you seen like a couple doing that picture in real life? What that looks like? No. It's pretty funny. You're like, you're like this pair of clowns, and it's like, I mean, the picture itself isn't bad, right? But like when you see them doing it, you're like. No, you look like a pair of morons. And there's <laughs> and and when me me and my girlfriend were in Paris in the summer, we'd like a little trip in Europe, and we were on um and there's a spot which is awesome. And it's at the bottom of the um, it's in Montmartre, which is the neighbor where they had like Moulin Rouge and all that stuff. And there's a spot where it's like a hill that goes down from this from this church, Sacré and loads of people are like doing the pictures and stuff. And I, I literally, I'm maybe I'm evil, but like for five minutes, I just filmed this couple like doing this dumb set of pictures, and it's just like, uh, the girlfriend was making a guy do all the dumbest pose, like you know the whole thing where like the boyfriend's lying on his side on the floor doing like a picture up, and I was just maybe it's none of my business, but yeah, I'll show you guys the video. And it was like for five minutes, this guy's like, she's like, all right, do this position, do this move. And he's like, what the yeah, hell am I doing? I've never, which is good. I've never had a girl. Never been with a girl that has made me do all that shit. 
Well, that's where my girl just stuff like that. I'm like, okay, no. <laughs> a uh, buddy of mine, his girlfriend is an influencer, and he he takes all those crazy pictures for her, um, and he fucking hates it. He hates it. Yeah, yeah, yeah but he gets some free stuff yeah, though. I bet. No, she, I mean, it is, he doesn't take the pictures of like them together look cute and adorable and shit. He like he takes the pictures for her business, you know, and then it has to be. A certain way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is. Well, then he's working for her. Though. Kind of, yeah. You better be getting paid. Yeah, he is, but he don't know it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's uh, falling for unemployment during this COVID crisis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, how are um, how you guys um, virtual training? We spoke about it. Like, what are some of the likes, some of the challenges? David, you had a session this morning. How did I go? It went great. I, I, this is my second session with him. I've, I mean, even before this, I've trained him for the past five years. So, <clears throat> um, I was the reason. I mean, he would only go to the gym to see me, and then when I gave him the option of it, he just you know took took me up on it because he was just tired of not doing anything. Yeah, that's that's a point right where Angel you mentioned the other day where once once some of our clients realize that this isn't changing for at least another month. I think like your gentleman there, David, they're like, well, I'm not doing anything anyway. You know, it's not, it's not a two week thing anymore. It's not like, a, Oh, take a couple of weeks off and come back in. It's no, there's just nothing opening for a month. I think yeah. more people are going to come around. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. And I think like a lot of people feel kind of like that exhaustion from like, there's only so much tiger King that you can watch before you just want to like <laughs> blow your brains out. Right, because you realize you haven't moved, you started gaining weight, yeah. you're eating like crap, you're not, you know, taking care of yourself, and you just want to do something that's for the betterment of yourself versus like, you know, the same old, same old, and just hanging in there until this thing, you know, blows over, which it might not for a long time. Obviously, we just keep seeing stuff getting pushed back. Exactly. Yeah. I saw, um, I know with sports, they. NBA announced, I think June was the earliest, but I saw this, it's not definitive, but the NHL, the hockey are talking about asking their, the owners of the, of the facilities if they have like availability in August. So they're talking about maybe playing a little bit of a mini camp or training camp even in July and then playing the rest of the season until September, from August to September. And that is kind of odd, but because the thing with, uh, I think with like the NBA shares the venues most of these NHL teams, right? So you have to think about like, you got to have both those teams available for that. But yeah. with the NBA, you don't have to worry about the court conditions in the summer. Apparently, with ice, you have to worry about that. With they like just, how it affects the humidity. They should just give but... the, the arenas to the NHL, and then basketball they play here outside. They play, they play in Harlem at Rucker Park, and they <laughs> Everybody go to Rucker yeah. Park. But I think that's actually a great idea where they have them play outside, whether it's Harlem or. <laughs> or but can you imagine? They make those boys. They're not gonna make them play on concrete. I know. Or it doesn't have to be concrete. Like you know how you guys ever seen the the Winter Classic where the NHL does it once a year, New Year's Day? They pick a baseball or football field and they put a rink on it. You guys ever seen that? No. That is some of the sickest some of the second outdoor sports you'll see. And it's, again, they even did this thing, Levi Stadium, where the 49ers play. Like, five years ago, the Sharks and the Kings, both California teams, played on a Saturday night in February. Uh, it was, like, 50-degree weather. 
on ice outside. They made it happen. It's a lot more work than if it's cold out, but you can you can do a makeshift basketball court and have it. Whether those guys are going to play, that's a different story. Like LeBron, what was LeBron saying? Like I'm not playing in front of no fans. Like well, because think... that, and then it's also like acclimatization is a huge thing too. And how many of those athletes have that in like their program? Right, they're acclimated to play in a court. Right. So LeBron might get. I mean, I'm sure LeBron is still like an unbelievable player, but like. It will be a difference him in a you know court situation indoors versus like outdoors. Yeah, but that also makes better TV, don't you think? I say, all right, now you have actual, you have other variables well, to then, play for. Yeah, but then the team isn't going to sign up on that. The team is going right. to be like, we play indoors all our year. We're not going to go outdoors and then risk losing a championship or something like that. You know what yeah. I mean? And then once yeah. you get one team saying that, then everybody They're else is going to say it. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking of options because I know, like, some of the, like, some of the NHLs have said instead of playing best of best of seven, play best of five, or I don't know, just so different. I just think it would. Something I read was uh, these players, if they don't finish finish out the season, they get screwed over in terms of like how much they get paid for the next like potential salary salary cap increase, which is coming. So they just they just spoke from that and they said, look, like we didn't play like that's we're gonna screw us over for a couple of years. So it's quite it's kind of interesting. And I know they're talking about the NFL draft is they're talking about postponing it, but like they still want to make. I, th- I think the NFL is not gonna be affected by this, right? If your season starts in September, right? And just the off season stuff play now, the, like the draft, yeah, they play everywhere and any time, yeah. right? So. Uh, Angel, sorry about doing love the subject. What about you in virtual training? How's that going? Um, it's going pretty well. You know, I got a couple of clients that I've signed up to it. Um, you know, so just trying to work on building more clients to do it. Um, but I think that's just going to happen with time. I don't think there's necessarily something on my end that can give because I've already reached out and they're kind of in that contemplative phase, if you will. So, once they figure out, like, this thing might last a little bit longer, I think I'm going to have more people sign up for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I definitely hope that's the case. I've even got a couple of people start, starting to kind of, like, get closer to thinking about doing it. So it's like, all right, well, like you said earlier, like, you're not if you're not doing anything right now, then this is something that's not going to help you to try. And um I have suggested if people are going to do it from home, like maybe ordering like one or two pieces of equipment. But when I order stuff through Dick's Sporting Goods, <clears throat> they had, again, Clutch came in like two days. But we, me and Angel, we, we were spoken of, we were, sorry, we were speaking about ordering kettlebells, right? And you said like, oh, I'm looking at kettlebell kings and rogue finners. And then I looked on it. I was like, all right, I see which I want. And I come back a few hours later and all this stuff was gone, gone, gone sold out like every 12 16 20 24 28 yeah, 32 40, looking 80. for equipment man everyone's Say looking again? for equipment they're all going crazy well i guess like when even people who aren't going to use the equipment yeah that's the crazy thing that's yeah. the worst part it's yeah. probably a huge set of multiple kettlebells just at someone's door and they're just like I in case they want to use it yeah oh I'll, I'll use them if and when it's a rainy day but i saw that and then again digs i got 20 kg and 28 kg for whatever reason wasn't in the same order which is kind of weird and then yeah. i kept reaching out kept reaching out and they're like oh it's going to be dispatched on email and then eventually this 
this one guy's like, oh, um, we don't have any stock. That's why you haven't had it. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. why couldn't you have told me this a week ago when I could have got it from somewhere else? Now for sure there isn't going to be any other kettlebell, you know? <laughs> no, now That's I have no grimy. choice. Back then, at least I had another choice. But something else on Rogue. I know you got yours from Rogue, right, Angel? Yeah, so I was going to say shout out to Rogue for uh, coming through because they, <clears> uh, they gave me all the kettlebells that I ordered. Um, so I ordered a 16 ordered a <laughs> what? 16 I got a 16 <laughs> kilo kettlebell 24 kilo and then a 28 kilo as well but I ordered you know, those three because I was just like let's try to you know figure out what's going to be the most versatile like use and I just pretty much went light medium heavy like think of a, like a uh, group fitness style like what do they go for when they have weights like and I can do like offset stuff and you know asymmetrical work. So, you know, I think it's I actually going to be more beneficial to do that than like you know some of the bilateral work. Yeah, yeah, because I do bilateral work all the time. All the so time. So maybe right? in this next you know couple of weeks or whatever, I can just like do asymmetrical. Nah, nah, no. Yeah, <laughs> nah, I was going to jump on that train as well because I went to a workshop. Not that I could do it because I just came out of surgery, but Phil McDougal's workshop. And the the one the one thing I will say this though, right? Like so supposedly um they set out on um a syllabus for the workshop, right? And it was like uh windmill, bent press, snatches, swings. And they go around the room and they say, What do you guys want to see? And I said something that wasn't even on no, he said, What do you guys what are you guys all looking forward to seeing from the syllabus? And this clown, i.e. me, goes Oh, I want to see kettlebell jerk or something like that's not even close to being on the on the syllabus. <laughs> and this guy looked at me and goes, Oh, I'm not sure I'm gonna do that one. And I was just like, Oh yeah, well, you know, it should be creative. And then everyone around the room when they went around was like, Oh, swings or bend press, like everything on the syllabus. Well, to be and fair, it like that's a silly question, right? Like if it's on the syllabus and you're gonna cover yeah. it, why are you gonna spend time saying like yeah. What is gonna be your favorite part of the syllabus? It's like it's I don't know. fair, but just if you if you don't get the syllabus for whatever reason, like Lynn, Lynn, who me and Angel know from T-Rex training, she was there and she was like, she sent me the syllabus like an hour, like a, an hour later. She's like, oh, this is what we should have got, and I was like, oh, I didn't get that syllabus. Don't want to look like a donkey asking for something he was never gonna cover. But uh, anyway, going back to that, his workshop was pretty awesome, and he did a lot of asymmetric loading offset and it's like and he was saying like you know i haven't found these studies myself but he his his strong argument was like there are so many studies um papers that show growth and strength improvement at a greater rate when the loads are asymmetric than when they're symmetric so when for those of those who aren't sure we're talking about we're talking about like if you have a pair of kettlebells and you do a front loaded squat if one is heavier than the other as opposed to them both be the same weight so that's what this guy Phil Modugo was was really key about, and we we're doing it in a workshop, um, and it, it's great tool. And I think that's why when you Angel, when you said like, you said what what you got twenty four and a twenty, and what was the third one you said at fourteen or sixteen? Uh, sixteen, yeah, sixteen, and yeah, I, I think that, and that's why if any clients ask me about like, oh, which one should I get, a pair of them, I was like, you know what, just get one of each, and then yeah. we'll do asymmetric loading. Like it'll be good, and. I've implemented it in my programming recently and with clients prior to the virus breaking everything up. But yeah, this is, this is where I talk about like, this is probably the greatest like part of, unfortunately the good thing about being in the quarantine is like the creativity of it, man. Like 
the creativity of like, I only have this bell and this bell. Or like, I think Angel, you mentioned about what can I have your girl and using a rice bag to help with like a plank or something, right? Yeah. So like she, you know, I try to give her the 16, hold a side plank, uh, hold a straight arm side plank and then give her the 16 above her head. And that thing wasn't working. So That's she a was lot. like, I needed something else. So I gave her, a, lot I gave her a bag of rice. <laughs> she was holding it. <laughs> it sounds crazy. It sounds crazier than what it actually was, but it's quarantine, so. So, so left that 16 kilo above your head. One off. Yeah, man. But that was it. But, like, yeah, so shout out to Rogue for getting those kettlebells. Not only getting it accurate, but also getting it in time. So I ordered it on, like, a Monday evening, the day that, you know, they shut down the gyms in New York City. Um, I ordered it that night, and then I got them by, like, Thursday. Uh, I think Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, the last bell came in, so. So they didn't Shout come all at the same time? They come at different uh, time? I think, no, I think two of them, the 16 and the 24, came in on the same time. It was just the 28 that took a little while. Um, but it was like, they one was received and the other was received. And then, like, I got I went downstairs to check for my stuff and they had it downstairs. So, like, oh, this came in Friday. Oh, this came in Saturday. So, nice. that was it. It was good. That's nice. pretty good. Yeah. David, you already owned a pair of kettlebells, right? Yeah, I have a, I have a 28. But so that's it. So that's all I, I was doing. You know, I did like, <coughs> oh God, <laughs> good workout. <laughs> Damn, David, that's a real good core exercise. Brace. Um, no, I did. Yeah, ever... no, the, oh, the God, last no. thing I did was a couple of like squats and shit. But mm. I, you know, I I do like I keep it simple. I mean, I like to do a lot of swings and deadlifts. Tell us about this swing workout, man. I w- we want all the listeners to hear about your workout you did last oh, week. Oh, the f- 500 swing. So if you're listening, 500 swings, it, it sounds like a lot. It's because it is a lot. And this, how and how long how long were you doing, taking to do this? And how were you breaking it up? 500 swings. So the way, so we, it, it's called 10,000 Swing Challenge. I think uh, Dan John has, uh, <clears throat> has his workout in his blog. And... Basically, it's 500 swings a day, and those 500 swings are broken up into five rounds of 100, and and then that 100 is broken up into four sets, one set of 10, another set of 15, another set of 25, and another set of 50. <clears throat> so that's one, and I, I, did, I just did 500... <laughs> On one, on I think the Monday that the gyms closed, and that was the biggest mistake. I was sore for the next three, four days. <laughs> I couldn't do anything else. <laughs> My man did five hundred swing. That's so many swings. And then he got the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. 500 swings and contract with corona. Yeah, so if you're listening, be wary about doing 500 swings. Your immune system may be significantly yeah. weaker. Yeah. Um, and it was Dan John's protocol, yeah, so you said? he has his... Sorry. Um, listen, man, if I die, I swear to God. This might be David's first and last appearance on the podcast, um, everyone. <clears throat> Damn. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> I'm going to do 500 swings in your honor. <laughs> Say I'll call it the... The Bravo uh, Swing Challenge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Bravo COVID 
challenge. challenge. <laughs> Bravo COVID nineteen challenge. Bravo nineteen. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> oh man, no, go yeah, on, David. So his, his training is ten thousand swings, and when I did it years ago, it was in four weeks. I did it. <coughs> um. Hold on, I'm gonna get drink, drink some water. Damn. Uh, this really might be it, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nah, you <laughs> come out all right. Yo, every I'm time just... we try this podcast, it's gonna be him just dead. Just He's gonna dying. be in the hospital next time. Yeah, well, David. As long as you're at, as long as you're at Paul's working hospital, we'll be good. Oh man. Um. No. So when I did it years ago. I did 10,000 swings in four weeks, uh, five, five day a week workouts. And the way I did it back then was, <clears throat> was Monday, Wednesday, Friday was the swings plus accessory work. So, you know, I would do like a set of a hundred swings and then a couple of front squats, set of a hundred front squats that like that. Um, mm, <clears throat> it would be like, then, like Wednesday will be, you know, push-ups or bench, and then Friday will be another, you know, maybe like a, a like a pull-up or something. But and then in between those days, you just do five hundred swings and that's it. So I did that for for a month and it was it was good. It was good, good metabolic training. How have you have you done something similar? To those, I know you said like easy the five minute swings, but now if you're gonna get back into working out once you feel better, when you talked about like bench press, how are you gonna do something similar with what you have at home? Um, well, the biggest thing is you know I, I have bands, so I'm able to add resistance like to a push up, or I might you know do a single arm kettlebell you know press off the floor, supine, you know. Yeah, I love those. So something like that, you know, especially since I only have one bell. <clears throat> yeah, that's challenging, but it's good. Like I think you you mentioned the, the use of band. Yeah. The use of band is something that's awesome. You changed a lot of stuff. Like if you're doing like those those floor presses yeah. you spoke about, and the kettlebell is kind of light. I mean, let's be honest. If you're doing the if you got a twenty eight kg, that's pretty that's a decently heavy bell, but. I was thinking of you got that kettlebell and you've got the regular press where again the bell is resting on the outside of your forearm. You could you could do the bottoms up. I mean again, twenty eight kg is a heavy bell through bottoms up presses, but you can you can get creative with that. Like that's where I that's where I just don't want clients or those of us in the fitness industry to to be like, Oh, I've only got this, I can't do this. No, you can you you change the band. You like something we haven't mentioned already yet, but it's when we're doing the progressions, regressions with the clients or whether it's just us, what can I like change your base support? Boom. You know, like if you're doing those four presses, David, you can probably do it into a bridge. Yeah. Right. And then if you want to progress yeah. that with, when, if, if you've got, if you've got a glute bridge going, when you bench pressing, when you're pressing with the kettlebell, sorry. Okay. Now take one of your feet off the ground. Boom. You know, or if you place a, a mini banner on your knees whilst you're doing the presses, there's more co-activation right there. There's so many more tools you can put in. You don't have to. It doesn't mean it's going to translate exactly to you doing that kind of volume on bench press. Maybe not, but you're not going to, unless you've got a big ass gym, 
you're not going <laughs> you're not going to be able to do that right yeah. now so i think the I, I do like some of our co-workers that are from the equinox clubs have said like just because it's quarantine doesn't mean it's an excuse to not get in shape or to not be doing this like unless, that's something that like, was a beat on. so yeah okay <laughs> unless you're dying i'm sorry like, i don't want to sound it unless you're really sick unfortunately and we those of you that are affected by it or by families, we really wish that things get better for you very soon. And our thoughts are with you. Uh, those of you, those of us that are like thankfully healthy and looking for ways to work out, like this is definitely a good time to get creative. As we've already mentioned on the podcast, but don't use it as an excuse. Like you, it's, I'm sorry. Like if we're working from home, you can, unless you've got calls, which some of us have, you, you've got time to work on the evening or you're not, you're not dry. You're not stuck in traffic. Unless you're, again, there are some of us that are still working and need to drive to work. So, again, thoughts with them. But most of us are able to stay home or have to stay home. You could totally manipulate your schedule to make sure you get a workout. And there's no reason why you can't get it. If you can watch Tiger King, no, you can I... walk out. That's that's the bottom line. If you can watch Tiger yeah, King, you can watch you can't Exotic Joe, that crazy. Angel can't work What's out up? because he hasn't watched Tiger King. Angel, you can't. No, nah, it's the other way around, man. It's like if you've watched Taikin, you're the other way around. Work out, exactly. That's the problem. Like if you're watching this, this red knight of a terrible mullet, bring over tigers and be like, I'm John Connick, man. Like if you can watch this guy and whatever he does, you can walk out. There's no reason why you can't walk out. Damn. I am not <laughs> watching that at all. Which one? I'll just, he wants me to watch Tiger King. I'll just keep working out. Every time I see it on my Netflix thing, I'm work out. working out. I actually actually put it like a thumbs guys, down, so that Ozark, way I stop Ozark seeing it. Good? I've seen Ozarks. I like Ozark. Um, I haven't seen the new season yet. I need to see the new season of that. I need to see the new season of Westworld. And oh, I just, I just like finished the outside. I've been, seeing, I've been watching. I started watching Fleabag on Amazon. It's mm-hmm. okay. It? I don't know. Some people love it. I, I'm starting to like it, but. Still, it's not like my biggest thing. It's it's made in the UK in yeah. London, so it's like I bet it jocks like. I from London, a bunch <laughs> of kids in it from East End London. Or oh, my what? My whenever there's a whenever we watch like Harry Potter or something of English speakers, my girlfriend goes, "Where are they from?" I was like, <laughs> "I don't know." It's English. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, like Harry Harry Potter's like, "Hi, oh, am I need? He's like. She was like, oh, where is he from? I was like, I don't know. Surrey, London? I don't know. Somewhere down south. It's only when it's like really strong. Like, I am... Um, there, there was a Scottish comedy I was watching, and my girlfriend was like, what is this? Is it English? And I was like, yeah, but it's just like a different accent, right? So whenever we've gone to UK, and she's had a different accent, she's like, wait, that's still English? And I was like, yeah. So like, it's just funny, but again, she just assumes that everyone's got like an accent from a different region. I'm like, I don't know, London. <laughs> it's like my usual answer. Well, down south, but like, what? yeah, um, uh, yeah, Harry Potter, and then Game of Thrones is another one, right? Game of Thrones, where like, where are they from? I was like, well, these aren't they're not from real places, are they? Like, Game of Thrones is a made up, it's a, it's a made up yeah. place. So where they're from? And I was like, well. I don't know, like probably the characters trying to sound like from the north, like John Snow is from up north. That's how people up north actually sound like. And um, when I went to the wedding back last March, actually, and that's like, all right, well, how's it going? All right. That's how a lot of them talk. 
Um, and I actually have a couple of good friends as well that are from up north, and like that's just that's just their accent. And um, it's just, it's just you, when people think of England, I think like again when when people in the UK talk about America, and like if you say you're from New York, they think you live in Times Square, right? That's the one thing they Times think you Square. are. They think you live and walk in Times Square. That's where they think New York City is. Like I don't forget my buddy, and if he's listening, I'll shout out to you, Richard. Um, he he's like, oh, the hub of New York is in is in Times Square, the hub of New York City. I was like, no, it's not, man. It's the tourist trap. But it's not the hub. I said the hub is like Lower East Side, the Village, like Williamsburg, or whatever. Like, where it's not Times Square, right? So that's what that's why I say to people when people in the US ask about England, they're like, oh, did you live in London? It just so happens to be I was born in London, but most people in England are from other parts, right? There's more than just. Times Square, as there is, is more than Wait, just so London. Isn't only um, London. <laughs> London. Wait, so what's up? So it's London, mate. It's London. London. It's not only London. Or like, I didn't even know this till like a few years ago. But apparently, London's nickname is Big Smoke. So, if you guys ever hear that reference, you know that's where it London is. London means Big Smoke. Well, like you know how people say the Big Apple about New yeah. York, but that's more. That's only people from outside the city that say that. No one inside the city goes, oh, yeah, come to the Big Apple me for a night out. No one says that. So it's the same with Big Smoke. I don't really know many people that yeah, say that weird. either. Yeah, I man, there's so many, like, <laughs> there's, so, there's so many, like, sayings and stuff. And, like, we even, like I said, when it's Harry Potter or something else, my girl will be like, well, what does that mean? I was like, I don't know, just this. Or, like, if you guys haven't watched The Inbetweeners, some of the funniest TV yeah. ever. And it's so funny as well, the fact that, like, if you have friends that are like that that grew up, because if you, if we had, if you guys had American Pie growing yeah. up in the US, this is, like, the closest thing, but they're not cool. They're just losers. They're losers, and they're not cool. And obviously, like, in the UK, when you're learning to drive, when you're learning to, oh, sorry, when you when you have legal age of drinking, you can legally drive at 17, and you can legally drink at 18. So that changes the game a little bit. Like, you don't get you do get underage drinking and that stuff, but like you don't get what it is in the US is very different. Like you go to college already legal to drink. So that changes a lot of stuff. Yeah. I think it does anyway. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I went to university in England. I went to study chemistry and I really thought, even though I'm in the UK, I was like, Oh, this is going to be like American pie. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. I thought I was going to be like, yeah, it's going to be like, thing all the time. Nope nothing like it i did but it wasn't like i thought it was going to be and here's the funny thing here's i'll tell you this i haven't told many people this but so i did chemistry right and then i, I spoke to some of the some of the girls on it and they were so like yeah apparently you'll get a nickname that you're a bit you're a bit of a slag and slag is it, when you look at the furnace i think the slag is the bottom wow. of the furnace so it's in reference to you being like a whore and i was like what I know, and you know what the crazy thing was? I wasn't getting any of this action. So I was like, I got the nickname, I got the reputation, and I wasn't even getting any. And I was like, wow. At least if I was getting any, I could deserve the reputation. But I wasn't even getting any, and there was my reputation. Wow. I was like, wow, great. Yeah, wow. so that was something they're like, yeah. And I was like, wow, really? I couldn't even at least get the action with it? Nope. So, yeah. So your new nickname is Slag. That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> nah. <laughs> No, 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 that's not that thing. No, no, no. Slag um, Chan. Let's go on about nicknames here. So, those of you listening, we've got Insta- our own Instagram handles. 
David, we should, tell us. We should do a, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Instagram for this thing. Yeah, if you go, I think that'd be good. Uh, we'll try to keep the memes to a minimum. David is the king. Oh, yeah, David's daily dose is memes. It's memes. It was purely baby Yoda memes. It can't <laughs> calm down. I think you're gonna put lo- I you know although I found so many Tiger King memes I just sat there yesterday and was crying <laughs> laughter to myself with like a dozen of them so I'm gonna be I posting some of them. My story. But... What was Tiger it? King one. No oh, god. Tiger yeah. King. Don't worry about it, Angel, because you ain't cool. Don't worry, Angel. Just go do another <laughs> yeah. set of swings or something. <laughs> yeah, swings for David. Swings for David. Swings for COVID, David. <laughs> that's cool we were just about to wrap it up <laughs> he left without saying bye our instagram handles and uh david go ahead yeah my instagram is david bravo underscore trainer and uh i post a lot of memes on my story so you'll, you'll get a kick out of that oh. <laughs> Baby Yoda memes and animal memes and, and dad jokes. Oh man, <laughs> can't wait! Oh man, <laughs> um, and I'm A Sanchez Fit um, on Instagram. So that's my handle. I don't have uh, any Baby Yoda memes. One day I'm not cool. And well, mine is Jack. One day I will. J A C Q U E S Fit because Jack gets spelled. I, I don't know. I get Jacquees, I get Jacquees, I get Jake's, Jaquis. I, I get Jake. <laughs> oh, man. And then, um, yeah. All right. So let's, uh, we'll even probably do an Instagram for this page as well. I'm sure we'll get some traction with that. You guys want to say anything else before we wrap it up? No, yeah, I'll be good. Uh, I'll just say again, shout out to Rogue for getting those kettlebells in time for the COVID-19 workouts. And uh, shout out to Equinox as well for hooking us up because um, they just let us know today that they were going to give us, you know, at least 75% of our average. Um, and they could have just let all of us go, um, but they chose not to. And they really stepped up to the plate and gave us another option. Um, should we choose to stay with the company? And I think that that's really that's that shows like true leadership. So we'll see what the next couple of weeks has in store for us.